say something? Yeah, Prabhu. So thanks everybody for uh, joining the session today. Um, uh, so Prabhu, today's topic uh, is uh, uh, something like this. There are four kinds of yogas mentioned in Bhagavad Gita, Karma, Jnana, Ashtanga and Bhakti. Why did Lord Krishna suggest four different paths? Do they all lead to the same goal? Which is the best to follow? Very good. So thank you very much for your kind association. Nice to be with you. So the question is here, there are four kinds of yoga. Beginning with karma yoga, correct? Then you have got what is the next yoga? Jnana yoga. Jnana yoga, huh? Yeah. Meditation. Hmm? Yeah. And then? Ashtanga yoga. That is the one who, those who practice, they want to get some mystic powers, no? Yeah. And then? Bhakti yoga. Hmm. So these four kinds of yogas are mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita. In the third chapter, Karma Yoga is mentioned. Work is important. Everybody have to work. Hmm? Everybody is forced to work, no? Everyone is forced to act helplessly according to the qualities he has acquired from the modes of material nature. Therefore, no one can refrain from doing something, not even for a moment. So the living entity is born into this material world and they have to work, you know. Mm. They cannot be without working. In fact, Krishna also said, no, if I don't work, then I will put the whole thing to ruination. No? So third chapter, fourth chapter, Bhagavad Gita up to the fifth chapter, work has been more or less described. How every living entity has to work. As Prabhupada also gave the example that the lion has to go out and catch the food. Doesn't mean because he's lion, the deer will come and jump into his mouth, no? Yes? Hmm. So here, every living entity is forced to work. But the problem is working. Working for sense gratification. 
working for sense gratification is very dangerous no because when you work for sense gratification then we get entangled no if krishna is saying in this verse no yajnanartha karma nayatra lokayam karma bandhaneha कर्म कौंतया मुक्त संग सचारेशन सो यर्क दान सैक्रिफाइस फॉर विष्णु हेज टू बी फॉर्म अदरवाइज वर्क बाइंड वन टू द मटीरियल वर्ल्ड नो So in other words, if you just do work for our sense gratification, then that work binds us to this material world. Hmm? What does this binding means? Hmm? Binding means by working to satisfy our senses, we get bonded into this material world. bonded material world means hmm uh, here also you can see see the lord is saying perform your prescribed duty for doing so is better than not working one cannot even maintain one physical body without work hmm? so when there's there's two kind of work that's why we read work has to be done for krishna then is liberating and that is what is called karma yoga but working for your senses that is called uh, that's not yoga at all you know so people think that karma yoga means to go and do work Hmm? earn a living maintain your family and what not of course you have to maintain your family and all that we don't say no but actually work means that you have to work hmm? for the satisfaction of krishna see work has to be done for the satisfaction of vishnu otherwise the work Causes bondage in this material world. So this work for Vishnu is what we call, as we say, karma yoga. Hmm? And that way we we are offering our result to Krishna. You know. Hmm? Huh? So then, as Krishna was explaining all this, hmm, then he was also explaining in chapter four that you have to. Hmm, there's three kinds of work. One is called karma. Another one is called vikarma, sinful work. And then there's of course akarma. Akarma means action without reaction. Hmm. 
So then Arjuna became confused. You know? He said, first you asked me to work, then you told me, you know, you have to renounce work. Which is the better of the two? So this is Arjuna's inquire, inquiry. Arjuna said, Oh Krishna, first of all, you asked me to renounce work. And then again, you recommend work with devotion. Now, will you kindly tell me definitely which of the two is more beneficial? So Arjuna was a little confused, you know. First you say, don't work, you know. Huh? Then now you're saying to work in devotion. That's why you say karma, karma, yajnanartha karma nayatra. So, Arjuna is uh, questioning. Then the Lord replied, The personality of Godhead replied, The renunciation of work and work in devotion are both good for liberation. But of the two, work in devotional service is better than renunciation of work. Hmm? So, from here you can see how Karma Yoga, working for Krishna, Is much better. In other words, working in devotional service means it comes to bhakti yoga. Although Krishna is saying about work and not taking the result, that also leads to liberation. But working for Krishna, that is much better. Because when you work for Krishna, you don't get any reaction, you know. Now, when we work, you know, then we get implicated with the with the material uh, contamination, you see. Because in the working thing, we, we mostly working is means to get money, you know. So when you work with intention of getting money, then money means all bad qualities also develop, you see. Hmm? So when we are handling money, see, this is what happens. You know? Theft, violence, speaking lies, duplicity, lust, anger, perplexity, pride, quarreling, enmity, faithlessness, envy, and the dangers caused by women, gambling, intoxication, 15 undesirable qualities contaminate men because of the greed for wealth, you know, see? Although these qualities are undesirable, man falsely ascribes value to them. One desiring to achieve the real benefit of life should therefore refrain of love, remain, therefore remain alone from undesirable material wealth. That's why you can see they are called the Vaishyas, they make money. The Kshatriyas also, they are landowners, they have to collect taxes. But the Brahminical class, they, they live on purely donation. They don't, if you give me, I take you. Don't give me, never mind. So see how they learn how to live in a detached way. In fact, the Brahmins are forbidden to work, no? Because they do only, you know, reading the scriptures, helping people in sacrifice, uh, accepting prasadam, no? Accepting donation, giving donation. 
these are the six qualities of the brahmical order so this is why it is so dangerous trying to touch can of money you know because by this all the last anger greed all come inside you know hey last anger envy hmm? so all these bad qualities they come into play and of course money so much money also you know associating with the opposite sides also become very prominent hmm so i said why you know that one should give up fruitive activities hmm My dear lotus-eyed Krishna, you are the supreme Lord, and thus Vedic literature, consisting of positive and neg negative injunction, constitute your order. Such literature focuses on good and bad qualities of work. According to the Vedic literature, the superior and inferior varieties found in human social system, varnashram, are due to pious and sinful modes of family planning. The piety and sin are constant points of reference in Vedic analysis of the components of given situation, namely the ingredient, the place, the age, time. Indeed, the Vedas reveal the existence of material heaven and hell, which are certainly based on piety and sin. So this is the result of pious work and impious work. Hmm? Without seeing the difference between piety and sin, how can one understand your own instruction in the form of Vedic literature, which order one to act piously and forbid one to act sinfully? Furthermore, without such authorized Vedic literature, which ultimately award liberation, how can human being achieve the perfection of life? So, by following the Vedic uh, karma kanda activities, one can get liberated, you know, to the heavenly planet. So this is the Vedas, you know. My Lord, my dear Lord, to understand those things beyond direct experience, such as spiritual liberation or the attainment of heaven, and similar material enjoyment in general, to understand means and end of all things, is it is imperative that forefathers, demigods, and human beings consult the Vedic literature. For this Vedic, this literature, being your own laws, constitute the highest evidence and revelation. So they are working according to the shastra. So this is called karma kanda, you know, karma work of um, sense gratification. My dear Lord, this, the distinction between observe between piety and sin comes from your own Vedic literature and does not arise by itself. If the same Vedic literature subsequently nullifies such distinction between piety and sin. There will certainly be confusion. Hmm. So, because the Vedas, you know, they are very confusing actually. So, the Lord is explaining here the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, My dear Uddhava, because I desire that human beings may achieve perfection, I have this, this presented three parts of advancement. 
the path of knowledge, the path of work, and the path of devotion. Is it? So here, of course, we are saying about the four paths, but there's only three paths. Hmm? Beside these three, there is absolutely no other means of elevation. That means these are the three ways you can get elevated. Hmm? So Krishna is explaining <clears throat> among these three paths, Jnana Yoga, the path of philosophical speculation is recommended for those who are disgusted with material life and thus detached from ordinary fruitive activities. Those who are not disgusted with material life, having many desires yet to fulfill, should seek perfection to the path of Karma Yoga. So now we are talking about Karma Yoga. Karma Yoga is uh, when a person has so many desires. Hmm? Then they go through the path of Karma Yoga. But those people who are not they are pretty much detached. They don't want to get into this karma and disgusted with ordinary fruitive activities. Then they go to this jnana yoga. Hmm? So they see the difference. So those who don't want to go into working, you know, like an ass, trying to enjoy the results, they like to go to do karma yoga. But this jnana yoga, they do meditation. Mostly they are, you know, mental speculators. And they are meditating on the impersonal aspect of Krishna, Brahman. Hmm. They like to be in solitary places, in some caves, some mountains, you know. They don't like to mix with ordinary people. Hmm. That is the, uh, that's also spoken by Prahlad Maharaj. So how these people are, you know, they like to. <clears throat> they like <clears throat> to go to, you know, Nirjana. Nirjana means no people around. Hmm? <clears throat> they like to meditate in some hmm? so here Prayena Deva Muniya Swamukti Kama. They are interested in their own real uh, no, liberation. Uh, they are always silent, maunam. Charanti, they go to places. Vijanaya, there is nobody. Jana means people. Vijana means nobody there. Uh, they are not interested in helping others. Now, Paraartha Nista. See, this is their position. We explain here.
my dear lord narishinga dev i see many saintly persons indeed they are interested only in their own deliverance not caring for the cities they go to the himalayas yeah or the forest to meditate with vows of silent maunavrata they are not interested in delivering others okay? so these are the people who are called they are uh, those who doing this uh, dhyana yoga you know but here then prahlad say he has been a devotee as for me however i do not wish to be liberated alone leaving aside all these poor fools and rascals i know that without krishna consciousness without taking shelter of your lotus feet one cannot be happy therefore i wish to bring them back to the shelter of your lotus feet so you see that two different consciousness the devotees are interested in helping others whereas the those who are doing this jnana uh, yoga they are they don't want to have anything to do with anybody in fact they are very frightened to contact anyone for fear of contamination that is their worry is it hmm? so you can see here okay here so this is the jnana yoga you know how they like to go to the solitary places you know? so you, i think you need to maximize your screen probably maximize my screen yeah you mean the word is small is it yeah the we can see the background uh, whatsapp how come the bats are what's up is there so you need to yeah press the green button bro i will close the whatsapp okay you cannot see now hmm? yeah i still need to make it big for this one this uh, weather base Yeah. Yes, you know. But then the picture is not overlapping, huh? Uh, no problem. Okay, good. So now you can see the whole thing, no? Yes. All right. So we go down to the. So now you see the the next words. If somehow or other one, by good fortune, develops faith in hearing, huh? enchanting my glories such person been neither very disgusted with nor very much attached to material life should achieve perfection to the path of loving devotional 
to me. See, then you see the Lord is describing. This is the why we are saying that devotional service is highest, you know. So if someone happened to hear about Krishna's cheering and chanting, uh, although they are not very much disgusted with Maya, not very much attached to material life, should achieve perfection with the path of loving devotion to me. So either way, the one who is completely interested in desires, then he should do karma yoga, which is usually following all the Vedic you know, rules, worshipping demigods and all kind of thing. They may go to the heavenly planet. Usually they end up there anyway. And then they finish their term, they come back here. But here, Krishna is saying, even though you are attached to material work, but if you become some or other attached to Krishna, then you see, you, you can achieve perfection. Hmm. So this is what in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna speaks about, uh, you know, in this verse, <clears throat> that how you can attain perfection, no? I think it's 14. Or oh, wrong verse. No? In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna speaks on this. Yeah. Namam karmani limpante, name karma palas priha, itu yom abhijanante, karma be nasabajate. There's no work that affects me, nor do I aspire the fruits of action. One who understands the truth about me does not become entangled in fruity reactions. You see this? So if you some or other get to Krishna, you know and starts worshipping him or chanting him, chanting his glories, hearing about him, uh, through, of course, the devotees, then you see you also become uh, disentangled from fruitive reaction of work. Yeah, this is the power of this Bhakti Yoga. See, Bhakti Yoga, even you have material desires, then it is detaches you, you know. That is something that is unique in only in devotional service. Whereas in the other two kind of yoga, you still cannot come out, you know. Because even Krishna says, you know, in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, meditating on the, you know, my impersonal form is very difficult for the embodied, no? Klesho Dikatara Stesham. For those whose mind are attached to unmanifest, the impersonal feature of the Supreme, advancement is very troublesome. To make progress in that discipline is always difficult for those who are embodied. <clears throat> and then in the Karma Yoga, if you don't do properly, <clears throat> You become entangled. You read Yajyanata Karma Nayatra. If you don't do work for Krishna, if you do for your sense gratification, you become entangled. Hmm? 
In fact, you become bewildered, no? It's what happens. Evam pravartitam chakram anuvartet varta yatiha yaha agayur indrayaramo mogam patra sujivati. You become bewildered. My dear Arjuna, one who does not follow in human life the cycle of sacrifice first established in the Vedas certainly leads a life full of sin, living only for the satisfaction of the senses. Such a person lives in vain, is it? So this is the other end of karma yoga, you know, it's very dangerous. Although you are doing, you can always get distracted. Hmm? But on the other hand, if you take up the devotional process, although you may have a lot of desires, hmm? so you see here, uh, this is uh, explained here. When we are, when he was blessed, been blessed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Durva Maharaj said, Oh my Lord, because I was seeking an opulent material position, I was performing severe types of penance and austerity. Now I've gotten you who are very difficult for the great demigod, saintly person and king to attain. I was searching after a piece of glass, but instead I have found the most valuable jewel. Therefore, I am so satisfied that I do not wish to ask any benediction from you. So you see how material benefits, you know, it is not... Uh, once you come to devotional service, uh, you get cured from that point. That is the beauty of devotional service. Devotional service purifies, you know, a person. Just like Krishna said in the Bhagavad Gita, we know this verse very well. You know, many times we've been shown that one who comes to devotional service, huh? sarva dharmam parityaja maam ekam saranam, sarvam, sarvam, saranam braja aham tvam sarve papi pyo. You see this? I, one gets rich of all sinful activities, you see. I shall deliver you from all sinful reaction. Do not fear. So this is the two different thing. In, in the other yogas, this doesn't happen actually. You know, you don't, you don't get free from the reaction. Uh, whereas if you come to devotional service, everything is cleaned up. Hmm? Yeah, again, he says here, my dear Udhava, just as blazing fire turns firewood into ashes, similarly, uh, similarly, devotion unto me burned to ashes, sins committed by my devotee. So devotional service is so powerful, you know. Only devotional service is in this uh, manner. Whereas the others, not there still, you know, you can get what we say carried away. Hmm? That's why it's very important to understand this point. Why devotion? That's why Krishna also said, only by devotional service you can come to me. 
So, Krishna says, only by devotional service you can come to me. You cannot come to me by any other way. Because Krishna, you know, what he needs, you know. But when you one offers him something with love, then he gets completely, you know, taken away. That's the difference, you know. So, going back to the, the verse, you know. We were reading this now, huh? 20. <coughs> so, yeah, you can see we are in this verse has been quoted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also. As long as one is not satiated by fruitive activity, has not wakened his taste for devotional service by Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu. One has to act according to the regulative principles of the Vedic injunction. See? So you are kind of in between, you know. So once you are in between, then yeah, you have to work according to the regulative principles of the Vedic injunction. Hmm? You have to follow the rules, regulations, the Vedas, Karmakanda thing, you know. Hmm? But if you have awakened hmm, for, for the bodies, my dear Uddhava, a person who is situated in his prescribed duty, properly worshipping by Vedic sacrifice, but not desiring the fruity result of such worship, will not go to the heavenly planets. Similarly, by not performing for forbidden activities, you will not go to hell. So you see how... So if a person who is free from the kind of material karmakanda result, so, huh? so he will not go to heaven. And similarly, those who, do, who don't do forbidden sinful activities, they will not go to hell. That means they take birth here again. Because hmm? if you desire to worship demigods, it says you go to the planet of demigods. But those who are not into that, they simply want to, you know, not desire the result of the of, of fruitive result. They just simply do. Some people are neutral on that. So they take birth again here. One who is situated in prescribed duty, free from sinful activity and cleansed of material contamination in this very life, obtain the transcendental knowledge of by fortune, devotional service to me. See that? If they can get this transcendental knowledge or by fortune, uh, that means by devotional mercy, devotion by devotees mercy, we can get an association of the devotees, then devotional service to Krishna becomes established. So in other words, 
This is the same point that is explained by Rupa Goswami hmm? in his verse Anya Bilasita Sunyam Jnana Karma Anavritam. Yes, you know this verse Anya Bilasita Sunyam. Who knows where is it? 19167. 19167. Okay. So we got it here. 19167. So here in this verse, very important verse is quoted many times, no? By Prabhupada. Anya Abhilasita Sunyam, without desire for those service of the Lord or Krishna, or without material desire. Huh? That means one who is free from all kind of material desires. Then again here, that means one who is free from any materialistic, you know, karma kind of desires. And then the jnana. Hmm? See here the translation. When first-class devotional service develops, one is devoid of material desires, knowledge obtained by monastic philosophy. Monastic philosophy, just now we discussed, jnana, you know, jnana yoga. And fruitive action, that means karma kanda, karma. The, the devotee must constantly serve Krishna favorably as Krishna desires. But this is the symptom of uh, first-class devotional service, you know, that he is free from all desires, he is free from karma, he is free from jnana. Hmm. Hmm. Someone want to read this purport? This verse is also found in Sri Rupa Goswami's Bhakti Rasamrata Sindhu 1111. As we can understand from the Bhagavad Gita 934 and 1865, the Supreme Personality of Godhead wants everyone to think of him always. Manmanabhavamadbhakta. Everyone should become his devotee, not the devotee of a demigod. Everyone should engage in the devotional service, including Archana, deity worship in the temple. Manmanabhavamadbhakta Madhyajimam Namaskuru. Everyone should offer obeisances from moment to moment to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. These are the desires of the Supreme Lord and who and one who fulfills his desires favorably is actually a pure devotee. Krishna wants everyone to surrender unto him and devotional service means preaching this gospel all over the world. The Lord says openly in the Bhagavad Gita 1869, Nachatasman Manusheshu Kaschinme Priyakritmaha. One who preaches the gospel of the Bhagavad Gita for the benefit of all is, to, is most dear to Krishna. The Bhagavad Gita is spoken by the Lord so that, Hanum, so that human society can be perfectly organized from all angles of vision politically, socially, economically, philosophically, and religiously. From, one, from any point of view, human society can be reformed by the Krishna Conscious Movement. Therefore, one who spreads this philosophy of Krishna Consciousness Movement, Krishna Consciousness, for the benefit 
of all conditioned souls in the universe is perfect in pure devotional service. The criterion is that a devotee must know what Krishna wants him to do. This understanding can be achieved through the medium of spiritual master who is a bona fide representative of Krishna. Srila Rupa Goswami advises Adav Guru Ashrayam. One who is serious in wanting to render pure devotional service to the Lord must take shelter of a spiritual master who comes in the disciplic succession from Krishna. Evam parampara praptam imam rajarshayo viduhu. Bhagavad Gita 4.2 Without accepting a bona fide spiritual master coming in the disciplic succession, one cannot find out the real purpose of devotional service. Therefore, one has to accept the shelter of a bona fide spiritual master and agree to, to be directed by him. The first business of a pure devotee is to satisfy his spiritual master, whose only business is to spread Krishna consciousness. And if one can satisfy the spiritual master, Krishna is automatically satisfied. Yesya prasadat bhagavat prasada. This is the success of devotional service. This is the meaning of the word anukulyena, that is, favorable devotional service to the Lord. A pure devotee has no plans other than those for the Lord's service. He is not interested in attaining success in mundane activities. He simply wants success in the progress of devotional service. For a devotee, there cannot be worship of others or demigod worship. A pure devotee does not engage himself in such pseudo-devotional service. He is interested only in satisfying Krishna. If one lives only for the satisfaction of Krishna, it does not matter whether he belongs to this order of life or that order of life. One's business, one's only business should be to satisfy Krishna. This process is completely manifest in the activities of Krishna consciousness movement. It has been actually proved that the entire world can accept devotion service without failure. One simply has to follow the instructions of the representative of Krishna. So you see here the most important point in how this transformation can ever take place is only by one method. That is, one must develop an attraction uh, of associating with the pure devotee of Krishna. Without the associating of pure devotee of Krishna, then this can our desires will not take place in the heart, you know. Okay. Oh, this is another criteria here. Can you read on? A pure devotee must not cherish any uh, desire other than to serve Krishna. He should not offer worship to the demigods or to mundane personalities. He should not cultivate artificial knowledge, which is devoid of Krishna consciousness. And he should not engage himself in anything other than Krishna conscious activities. One must engage all one, one must engage all one's purified senses in the service of the Lord. That is favorable execution of Krishna conscious activities. So you can see here, in order to develop pure devotional service uh, to Krishna, he should not engage in worship of demigods or mundane personalities. Why is it so? Because usually demigods are associated with getting material benefits. And when one gets material benefits, then he gets contaminated in consciousness. You see, that's why 
demigod worship is not recommended because demigod that's all they can give you know they cannot give anything other than material benefits that's why they even told uh, uh what is the muchukunda that we can give you anything except liberation that you must only go to vishnu so that is the difference between demigods and lord krishna or vishnu hmm. so that's why here if you want to develop a highest form of devotion to krishna then we should not offer worship to the demigods or think that the demigods are equal to krishna then this doesn't bear fruit uh, and you see he should not cultivate artificial knowledge which is devoid of krishna consciousness uh, and he should not engage in anything other than krishna conscious activities these are the conditions how to develop that pure love for krishna because when you cultivate artificial knowledge uh, like you know <clears throat> mostly the mayavadis do they come down they speculate speculative knowledge hmm? uh, you know this is what they always do and then they open uh, they do philanthropic work and trying to open eye hospitals or feed the poor or whatever so all this kind of activities they misleads you know and does not go well in krishna consciousness so a krishna conscious person does not divert himself into all these other things huh this why i say one must engage uh, all of one's purified senses in the service of the lord this is execution of krishna conscious activities so why we don't have to do all these other things because you will contaminate our consciousness and then again we will fall down that's why we always say don't worship demigods i don't go and learn all this you know you know in fact chaitanya mahaprabhu when he was talking to ramananda rai hmm yeah, ramananda rai was quoting you know i think it is 11 14 ज्ञानप्रयासम उदापास Three. Three. Yeah. Okay. Here, see here. This is what he spoke when he spoke this verse. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became very happy. See here, this word "jnana priyasam" no, udapasya. So throw far away all the speculative knowledge. You know, this is what it means. Jnana priyasam udapasya. Uh, and then man namanta eva sa jivanti mukariyatam so this means surrender to the devotees you see those who even while remaining situated in the established social position throw away see this word throw away the process of speculative knowledge see 
So this jnana yoga or speculating thing is very detrimental for devotional service. And with their body, words and mind offer all respect to descriptions of personality and activities, dedicating their life to their narration, which are vibrated, that means associating, and by your pure devotees, ah, associating with the devotees. This is so important. Certainly conquer your lordship, although you are otherwise unconquerable by anyone within the three worlds. So when we take shelter with your, of these pure devotees, then yes, we were able to give up all these anarthas, you know. Because devotees are so powerful. Only by their mercy we can get purified. Cannot get purified by any other means, you know. It's not possible. Hmm? And you can see even the next words also speaks very clearly about this speculating. My dear Lord, devotional service unto you is the best path for self-realization. If someone gives up that path and engages in the cultivation of speculative knowledge, it will simply undergo a troublesome process and will not achieve his desired result. As a person who beats an empty house of wheat cannot get grain, one who simply speculates cannot achieve self-realization. His only gain is trouble. See here? So when you go into all this artificial knowledge and anything not related to Krishna, the end result is a problem. Hmm? That's why you see it is explained here. Uh, give up this process. This is spoken by Lord Brahma. Brahma got four heads, you know. Himself advising, take up this devotional service. You see? Dear Lord, devotional service unto you is the best path of self-realization. And if he gives this up and goes to speculation, then he is simply wasting time. Uh, this is what he says. And most people are all interested in this, circulating money and trying to enjoy the senses or some trying to be some kind of yogi without any understanding. Hmm? All these things are wasting time. Hmm? Yes. We see how important devotional service is compared to hmm, all these other processes. This is explained. Sarva upadi vinirmuktam tat paratvena nirmalam rishikena rishikesa sevanam bhakti ruchyate. See that? Bhakti or devotional service means engaging all our senses in the service of the Supreme Personality of God. It's the definition of bhakti. The master of all the senses. 
when the spirit soul renders service unto the supreme there are two side effects one is free from all destination and one senses are purified simply by being employed in the service of the lord so these are the two side effects you know hmm? you get these two two activities see how powerful devotional service is hmm? one is free from all destination that means it does not identify with his body huh? or it does not identify with all kind of mundane uh, accolades and things that go on with the body that's why we are very particular you know when we see devotees trying to put their name initiated name and then they put their so called uh, karmi name along with their initiated name and some even add their material qualification phd uh, iit what what not no that means the person is not free from his bodily identification yes so that means he is contaminated so one should not identify with the body that's why he gets a spiritual name by initiation that now he is a servant of krishna that's why krishna also said the time of initiation i accept the person as good as myself this is why because he is free from material destination but if he is still maintaining his material identification then he is not he is contaminated that also number 10 offense of chanting the holy name one who still has maintained material attachment uh, even after understanding so many instruction then he cannot he commits an offense in chanting hari krishna hmm? So you see, so devotional service means that you must make progress to understanding that you are not this body, and you don't want to anything to do with the body. That's why all our prayers also start nama nama nama, not me, not me, no me, no I, no nothing. Uh, all prayers. Is there any prayer that doesn't start like this nama? Hmm? See. so the identification with the body is the biggest obstacle in trying to make spiritual advancement because when you identify with the body then as yes you want to enjoy the body you want to get big big titles and you want to show off your talent and what not so this is a dangerous platform spiritually it is a no go hmm so the problem so to purify that therefore we have to engage our senses in serving the lord unless we have our senses purified there's no question of serving the lord also yeah that's why we need the, the the mercy of the spiritual master on his order yes krishna will then accept so as we keep our serving the lord on the order of the pure devotee spiritual master then our senses also become purified then we don't want anything anymore just now i read the verse durva maharaj is saying i came looking for valuable uh, you know i look for some broken pieces of glasses i found a valuable jewel instead i don't want anything anymore 
Chaitanam Avrubo also he taught us Nadanam, Najanam, Nasundarim, Kavitam, Vajagadeza, Kame, Mama, Janmani, Janmani, Suri, Bhavatak, Bhakti, Hai, Tukitvi. I don't want any wealth, I don't want any woman, I don't want any followers, I don't want nothing. I want to simply be your devotee lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. Okay? So you see how important this, this whole thing is about, you know. So devotional service cannot come with, like people think is some kind of mundane stuff, you know. Yeah? They think that uh, we want to become happy, we want our material qualification. Huh? Yes. This kind of things does not uh, go well in devotional service. Even Prahlad Maharaj also, he says, everyone is saying they all are pure devotees. Hmm? Prahlad Maharaj continues, one may possess wealth, an aristocratic family, beauty, austerity, education, sensory expertise, luster, influence, physical strength, religion, intelligence, mystic yoga, power. But I think that even all this qualification cannot satisfy the Supreme Personality of God. However, one can satisfy the Lord simply by devotional service. Kajendra did this and thus the Lord was satisfied with him. Hmm? Yeah. Can you read the purport, please? Uh, Hare Krishna, Nimai Prabhu. Hare Krishna, Prabhu. Thank you. No kind of material qualification in, is the means for satisfying the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, only by devotional service can, only by devotional service can the Lord be known. Unless the Lord is pleased by the service of a devotee, the Lord does not reveal himself. This is the verdict of all the Shastras. Neither by speculation nor by material qualifications, one can understand or approach the Supreme Personality of Godhead. See that? Nothing can. And then as you can see, he also said how his father got all this material wealth, everything. Huh? He saw how everything was finished. So all this thing is a waste of time. Hmm? My dear Lord, people in general want to be elevated to the higher planetary systems for a long duration of life, opulence and enjoyment. But I have seen all of these through the activities of my father. When my father was angry and he laughed sarcastically at the demigods, they were immediately vanquished simply by seeing the movements of his eyebrows. Yet my father, who was so powerful, has now been vanquished by you within a moment. Is that all this material, so-called uh, wealth, power, opulence, what not? So all Viranya Kishipu had to the max. 
Prahlad is saying, within a moment, you finished everything. Just finished. Hmm. So, material, so-called activities are oh, finished. But spiritual activities are different. They never finish. They are taken with you. Lifetime after lifetime is a cruise. Material activities, useless. Similarly, with so-called material, uh, you know, this uh, kind of jnana yoga knowledge is not complete, partial. Hmm? Therefore, devotional service is so powerful, you know. Nothing can compare to it. Hmm? You are reading this now? Hmm? Just as the celestial waters of the Ganges flow unobstructed into the ocean, so my devotees simply hear of me, their mind come to me. I recite in the heart of all. So because of Krishna, by connecting to Krishna, only we can get ourselves completely purified. Whereas we try to do it is all these other methods, uh, you cannot. Only devotional service can purify ourselves. This is another important verse. Lakshanam bhakti yoga se nirguna se udaritam haituke avyavahita ya bhakti purushotame. These are the characteristics of transcendent loving service to Purushottama, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is costless and it cannot be obstructed in any way. See, this is an important point. Devotional service cannot be obstructed in any way because it's non different from Krishna. How can anybody stop Krishna? It's not possible. So, there's another important thing to know. Whereas the Jnana Yoga, Karma Yoga, all can be stopped, you know. But this Bhakti Yoga, it cannot be stopped, you know. See? My devotees do not accept Salokya, Srasti, Sarupya, Samapya, oneness with me. Even if you offer this liberation in preference to serving me. Because once a person gets taste for serving Krishna, then he does not care for all these things, you know. Mm -hmm. He does not care for all these things are supposed to be the highest thing. Uh, the, 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 the karmis, they want to get to swarga, they think which is higher happiness. But higher than that is going, this impersonal is, they think merging, merging into Krishna is the highest thing. Mm -hmm. That is their perception. But higher than that is going to Krishna Loka, getting to stay with them. Sasti, uh, the same opulence. Sarupya, same form. Samipya, association. But the devotees don't want all these things because they want to just serve the Lord. That's why it says even if they go to go to hell, if they can serve him, they don't mind. Uh, that's the difference. 
because the devotees are totally attached to Krishna, you know, unconditional love, you see. Bhakti Yoga as described above is the ultimate goal of life by rendering devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one transcends the mode of material nature and attains the spiritual position on the platform of direct devotional service. This is the point here. Today we are debating which is better. And here is the Vedic Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is saying. Hmm? Hmm? Bhakti Yoga, as described above, is the ultimate goal of life. By rendering devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one transcends the mode of material nature and attains the spiritual position on that on the platform of direct devotional service. The devotional service is the topmost. There's nothing more for us to do. To revive our devotional service to the Lord is the constitutional position of the soul. You know, of course, if he has got material desires, then you go and do this karma yoga and you got some speculation, you go and do jnana yoga. But actually, all these things are not satisfying the soul until and unless he comes to the devotional service platform. Hmm? If one is infected with the desire for material enjoyment or material liberation, he cannot rise to the platform of pure devotional service to the Lord. Even though he may superficially render devotional service according to the routine regulated principle. There's a very important point here. If one is infected with the desire for material enjoyment or material liberation, even he cannot rise to the platform of pure devotional service to the Lord. Even though he may superficially render devotional service according to the routine regulated principle. Ah, you want to read the purport again? Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakura mentions that if one maintains within his heart the desire to enjoy the result of good work or being embraced by the material world, the desire to get out of material entanglement, one will never be able to attain the transcendental melos of devotional service. In other words, one must not desire material profit when rendering devotional service. Even if one follows all the 64 regulative principles, he cannot attain pure devotional service with a contaminated heart. Correct. In other words, if one has got desire for this material stuff and trying to also be contaminated with the idea of liberation, then pure devotional service will not manifest in his heart, you know. See? So I anya bilasita sunyam jnana karma anavritam anuklena krishna nusilanam bhakti rutamam. Hmm? So therefore, we have to desire, see how to become purified and one only Krishna and nothing else. That should be how we should train ourselves. So that can only come about. If we try to do, get associated with devotees, huh? 
and try to become to the devotional platform please read the material desire to enjoy the material world and the desire to become liberated from material bondage are considered to be two witches and they haunt one like ghosts as long as these witches remain within the heart how can one feel transcendental bliss as long as those two witches remain in the heart there is no possibility of enjoying the transcendental bliss of devotional service that here they are compared as witches that means there is something that you should not harbor in the heart at all if you have them then there is no possibility of going to get krishna's bhakti hmm? so the process is explained how to do this this is how you can get purified hmm? by regularly rendering devotional service one gradually becomes attached to the supreme personality of god it hmm. when that attachment is in- intensified it becomes love of god it so there of course there are nine processes of devotional service and ours is to hear and chant hmm? purport read the purport the bhakti rasamrita sindhu 1.2.2 gives the following information about sadhana bhakti kriti sadhya bhavet sadhya bhavasa sadhana vidha nitya siddhasya bhava bhavasya pratyam hridi sadhyata the process of devotional service beginning with chanting and hearing it's called sadhana bhakti this includes the regulative principles that are intended to awaken one one to devotional service devotional service is always dormant in everyone's heart and by the offenseless chanting of the holy names of the lord one's original dormant krishna consciousness is awakened this awakening of krishna consciousness is the beginning of sadhana bhakti this can be divided into many different parts including faith association with devotees initiation by the spiritual master and engagement in devotional service under the instructions of a spiritual master steadiness in devotional service and the awakening of the taste for devotional service in this way one can become attached to krishna and his service and when this attachment is intensified its result is ecstatic love for krishna the word rati is explained in the bhakti rasamrita sindhu 1.3.41 as follows vyaktam mashrana ta mantra lakshayate rati lakshanam mumukshu prabahritan prabahritanam ched bhavet esa ratir nahi when the tenderness of the heart is manifested there is rati or attachment but those who are interested in being liberated from material bondage will not manifest this tenderness this attachment is not like material attachment when one is free from material contamination attachment for krishna service awakens and is called rati in this in the material world this their attachment for material enjoyment but that is not rati transcendental rati can be awakened only by the spiritual platform only on the spiritual platform 
ecstatic love for krishna prema is described in bhakti rasamrita sindhu as follows can read this the english when the heart is completely softened and devoid of all material desires and when one's emotional feelings become very strong one becomes very much attached to krishna such purified emotion is known as pure love so this is the idea of trying to become krishna conscious by devotional service in fact in the bhagavad gita also krishna you know towards the end this says only by devotion you can come to me he never gets any stress to the other forms of yoga hmm? yes he says here only by devotional service you can bhaktya mam abhijanante yavan yas chasmin tatvatah tato mam tatvato gyantva vishate tad anantaram hmm? one can understand me as i am as the supreme personality of godhead only by devotional service and one when one is in full consciousness of me by such devotion he can enter into the kingdom of god that's why again in the last instruction he says sarva dharma parityaja give up all this other kind of yoga and just surrender unto me that is by love and i will deliver you from all sinful reaction do not fear so the ultimate thing is to do bhakti yoga this way says even you got desire or no desire whatever you please go to krishna you know ah yes by all means take to devotional service hmm? whether one is without desire the condition of the devotee or is desirous of all fruitive result or is after liberation one should with all effort try to worship the supreme personality of god for complete perfection culminating culminating in krishna consciousness so this is the whole sum and substance just go to krishna well because once you go to krishna then everything is settled you know everything is settled the real problem of life is repetition birth and death which is like a wheel rolling repeatedly up and down this wheel however completely stops when one comes in touch with the supreme personality of god in other words by the transcendental bliss realized from constant engagement in devotional service one is completely liberated from material existence all learned men know this therefore by dear friends or santo asura immediately begin meditating upon and worshiping the super soul within everyone's heart by the moment you take up devotional service you are not bereft of anything everything becomes subservient you know yes here everything comes not that you are bereft of that you know huh you want to read 
A person who accepts the path of devotional service is not bereft of results derived from studying the Vedas, performing sacrifices, undergoing austerities, giving charity, or pursuing mm. philosophical and fruitive activities. Simply by performing devotional service, he attains all these, <clears throat> and at the end, he reaches the supreme eternal abode. So it is not that you go there, you don't get all this. No. When you come to devotional service, everything, everything comes, you know, and falls in place. Hmm? Understand? It is automatic. Once you become a devotee, everything falls in line. Not that you become a devotee, you don't get anything. You know? Sometimes they think like that. Hmm? They don't know. Once you become a devotee, it is, a, it is said that you have studied all the Vedas. You have gone to all the holy places. Hmm? You have done everything that is done already. Hmm? In fact, if you become a devotee, you immediately qualify to do sacrifices. Hmm? Right? Once you become a devotee, you are considered as a topmost person. Can you read this? To say nothing of the spiritual advancement of persons, who see the Supreme Person face to face. Even a person born in a family of dog eaters immediately becomes eligible to perform Vedic sacrifices if he once utters the holy name of Supreme Personality of God or chants about him, hears about his pastimes, offers him obeisances, or even remembers him. See how powerful devotional service is. Hmm? Next verse also it says, Oh, how glorious are they whose tongues are chanting your holy name. Even if born in the families of dog eaters, such persons are worshipable. Persons who chant the holy name of your lordship must have executed all kinds of austerities and fire sacrifices and received all good manners of the Aryans. To be chanting the holy name of your lordship, they must have bathed at holy places of pilgrimage, studied the Vedas, and fulfilled everything required. Hmm. Yes. See how powerful devotional service is. Hmm? The moment you take up devotional service, you have done all kinds of austerities and fire sacrifices, Achieve all the good manners of the Aryan. You have birth in all the holy places, gone to all the pilgrimage sites, studied the Vedas, everything. Hmm? So you see how powerful this process is just by taking up the devotional service program. Hmm? So 
devotional service is definitely, you know, also said that if you take up the process huh, of devotional service, hmm, then everything waits for you. Yeah, let me take out this verse for you. You want to read this? Oh my Lord, if one engages in your pure devotional service with determination, you become visible in your original transcendental youthful form as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As far as liberation is concerned, she stands before the devotee with folded hands waiting to render service. Religion, economic development and sense gratification are all automatically attained without separate endeavor. See, this is uh, the uniqueness of devotional service. Automatically, everyone, you know, material world, everyone is doing this, you no, know, trying to become religious so that they can ask God for material economic development so that they can enjoy the senses and ultimately they want to become liberated. But all these things are waiting at the door of the devotee with folded hands. Wanting to serve him just by being a devotee. Hmm? Devotional service is not comparable. It is also explained here, you can see. Hmm? Anyone who does not take up this devotional process is considered as not very intelligent. Shri Uddhava said, My dear Krishna, the learned sages who explain Vedic literature recommend various process of perfection, perfectioning one's life. Considering these varieties of viewpoint, my Lord, please tell me whether all these processes are equally important or whether one of them is supreme. What is the same question? Which yoga is the best? Hmm? Yes. My dear Lord, you have clearly explained the process of unalloyed devotional service by which a devotee removes all material association from his life, enabling him to fix his mind on you. The Supreme Personality of God had said, by the influence of time, the transcendental sound of Vedic knowledge was lost at the time of annihilation. Therefore, when the subsequent creation took place, I spoke the Vedic knowledge to Brahma because I myself am religious principle enunciated in the Vedas. Lord Brahma spoke this Vedic knowledge to his eldest son, Manu, and the 
seven great sages headed by bhrugu muni then accepted the same knowledge from manu from the four fathers headed by bhrugu muni and other sons of brahma appeared many children and descendants who assumed different forms of forms as demigods demons human beings guhyakas siddhas gandharvas vidyadharas chanaras kinnar kindevas kinnaras nagas kimpurushas and so on all of them all of the many universal species along with their respective leaders appeared with different natures and desires generated from the three modes of material nature therefore because of the different characteristics of the living entities within the universe there are great many vedic rituals mantras are rewards thus due to the great variety of desires and natures among human beings there are many different theistic philosophies of life which are handed down through tradition and there are also teachers who directly support atheistic viewpoints okay there are so many kinds of paths hmm best among men the intelligence of human being is bewildered by my illusory potency and thus according to their own activities and whim they speak in numerous ways about what is actually good for people so there are some those those who are atheistic will speak about their atheistic ways some people who are karmakanda will speak the karmakanda way some people are you know by jnanakanda they will think that is bad so there are many many people these all are subject to the lord's illusory potency yeah understand but those who are devotees they are not bewildered you understand some say that people will be happy by performing pious religious activities others say their happiness is attained through fame sense gratification truthfulness self control peacefulness self interest political influence popular renunciation consumption sacrifice penance charity vows regulated duties or strict disciplinary regulation each process has its own it is proponent everybody will say something something you know hmm? all the persons i mentioned above just mentioned obtain temporary fruits from their material work indeed the meager and miserable situation they achieve bring future unhappiness and are based on ignorance even while enjoying the fruits of their work such persons feel with lamentation naturally because you were not satisfied no oh learned uddhava those who fix their mind those who fix their consciousness on me giving up all material desires share with me a happiness that cannot possibly experience by those engaged in sense gratification see only by devotional service fixing their mind on krishna means devotional service share with me happiness with that cannot possibly by experience by those engaged in sense gratification because even karma yoga jnana yoga is all some kind of contamination is there 
only by devotional service you can experience that happiness that you cannot possibly experience in any other scene hmm? one who does not desire anything within this world who has achieved peace by controlling his senses hmm? whose consciousness is equal in all condition and whose mind is completely satisfied in me finds only happiness wherever he goes huh? that means by devotional service only you can become very happy you cannot become happy by any other program that has been explained before karma gyan whatever yoga hmm? that's not possible hmm? you understand so see how powerful devotional service is one who fixes his mind one who has fixed his consciousness on me desires neither the position uh, board of lord brahma or lord indra nor empire on the earth nor sovereignty in the lowest planet system nor the eightfold perfection yoga nor liberation from birth and death such person desire me alone naturally if we got krishna which is the highest taste then everything else is like little peanuts you know and a person would be not interested that is the power of devotional service my dear uddhava neither lord brahma lord shiva lord shankarshan the goddess of virtue indeed my own self is dear to me as you are see how krishna is saying the devotee as a ten devotional service he is even so dear ah the lord is saying here see how uddhava is such a great devotee he considers uddhava better than brahma shiva shankarshan goddess of fortune even his own self how much preference the lord gives to a devotee with the dust of my devotee's feet i desire to purify the material world you are situated within me thus i always follow the footstep of my pure devotee who are free from all personal desire wrapped in thought of my pastime peaceful without any feelings of enmity and of equal disposition everywhere when is the quality of the devotee is also explained here they are absorbed in his pastime they are very peaceful they are without any feelings of enmity they don't have no enemies and they are equally disposed to everyone and everywhere hmm? position of the devotee also is described by the lord those who are without any desire for personal gratification whose minds are always attached to me who are peaceful without false ego merciful to all living entities and whose consciousness is never affected by opportunities for sense gratification such person enjoy me a happiness that cannot be known or achieved by those lacking such detachment from the material world so this is the highest happiness to be in krishna conscious that kind of happiness you cannot experience you see the lord is saying cannot be known anything in the material world hmm so devotional service is definitely the highest thing my dear uddhava is my devotee 
who has not fully conquered his senses, he may be harassed by material desires, but because his unflinching devotion for me, he will not be defeated by sense gratification. See how the Lord is protecting his devotees. Hmm? Says also Bhagavad Gita. Kauntaya pratijane mahabhakta pranashate. So try to understand. My dear Uddhava, just as blazing fire turns fire into ashes, similarly devotion to me completely burnt to ashes, sins committed by my devotees. Devotional service burns all sinful reaction. And the Lord says here, my dear Uddhava, the unalloyed devotional service rendered to me by my devotees brings me under their control. I cannot be thus be controlled by desire, but by those engaged in mystic yoga. Hmm? Sankhya philosophy, pious work, Vedic study, austerity or renunciation. Hmm? All these other things cannot attract the Lord. That's why he says only by devotional service. Only by practicing devotional service with full faith in me can one attain me, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. I am naturally dear to my devotees who, are, who take me as the only goal of their loving service. By enjoying, engaging in such pure devotional service, even the dog eaters can purify themselves from the contamination of their low birth. Hmm? See, that means once you come to devotional service and you start chanting, then no more low birth and all that. You consider highest birth. Hmm? So, this is the position of a devotee. Hmm? Neither religious activity endeavors with honesty and mercy, nor knowledge obtained with great penance can completely purify one consciousness if they are not if they are bereft of loving service to me. So we can conclude here that devotional service is the topmost activity. It's better than karma yoga, jnana yoga, all kind of other yogas. In fact. Only by devotional service, people who are in the lower end can get purified, you know. These karma yogas and the jnana yogas and the, you know, whatever yogas, you know, they can only become purified if they associate with devotees. All different kinds of worshippers or multi-demigods can attain the highest perfection through benediction, which is spontaneous attraction, to the unflinching, fixed upon the personality of Godhead, huh? only by, by the association of pure devotee of the Lord. So anyone who associates with the devotees who engage in devotional service, especially if they are multi-demigod worshippers and all this, and they also can get purified. Hmm? And even if a person is into this, uh, what do you call that? Mm -hmm. 
even if he's into the worshiping the brahman the mayavads and all the jnana yogis so great learned devotee although there are many faults in this material world there's one good opportunity the association of devotees such association brings about great happiness due to this good quality our strong desire to achieve liberation by merging into brahman effulgence has become weakened only by devotional service you can develop all these things and devotional service is very dear to the lord in fact the lord says that i'll give anything to my devotees anything anyone i'll give but devotional service i rarely give to anybody see how precious devotional service is Hmm? Correct. Hmm. There is something you really award to anybody. Priceless item. Is here. Can you read? Uh, thanks, uh, Manima Prabhu. Divya Mataji, if you can proceed. Hare Krishna, Prabhu Ji. By cultivating philosophical knowledge, one can understand his spiritual position and thus be liberated. and by performing sacrifices and pious activities one can achieve sense gratification in a higher planetary system but the devotional service of the lord is so rare that even by executing hundreds and thousands of such sacrifices one cannot obtain it so see how rare devotional service is hmm if a devotee wants liberation or material sense gratification from the lord krishna immediately delivers it but pure devotional service he keeps hidden the great sage sukadeva said my dear maharaja parikshit the supreme personality of godhead krishna is always ready to help you he is your master guru god and very dear friend and also the head of your family yet sometimes he agrees to act as your family servant or order carrier you are greatly fortunate because this relationship is possible only by bhakti yoga the lord can give liberation mukti very easily but he does not very easily give one bhakti yoga because by that process he is bound to the devotee yes and the amazing thing about this is that chaitanya mahaprabhu has come to give this freely you know lord shri chaitanya mahaprabhu has freely given this love of krishna everywhere and anywhere even to the most fallen such as jagai and madhai madhai what then to speak of those who are already pious and elevated so this is the unique position of chaitanya mahaprabhu devotional service he gives so freely that's why of all this uh, explanation if you can worship sri chaitanya mahaprabhu then your life becomes successful 
Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself, is fully independent. Therefore, although it is a most confidentially stored benediction, he can distribute love of Godhead to anyone and everyone without consideration. See that? He can distribute this love of God to anyone and everyone without consideration. That's why, you know, for us to worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Kali Yuga, this is the only thing to develop this, you know, love of God that we have spoken. Krishna does not give this to anybody so easily. Whether he is offensive or inoffensive, anyone who even now chants Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda is immediately overwhelmed with ecstasy and tears fill his eyes. See? This is the difference. Simply by talking of Nityananda Prabhu, one awakens one's love for Krishna. Thus, all bodily limbs are agitated by ecstasy and tears flow from one's eyes like the waters of the Ganges. Hmm. Yes. Yes, Prabhuji. Hmm. So, anybody have any questions up to here? Oh, there are two questions in the chat, Prabhu. Two questions in the chat. I see the number 13 there. So many there. What are these questions? Let me read, Prabhu. One question. First question is from Divya Mataji. What is that? Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. I offer my respectful obeisance to you. All Krishna Prabhu. My doubt is regarding devotee. Uh, devotee is ready to go go to heaven, uh, go to even to the hell in service of Krishna. I would like to know more clearly that hell is for sinners. How would devotee enter hell if he is so pure? Does he need to commit a sin to go to hell for the service of Krishna? And if he goes there, how will he remember Krishna there? So this is just speaking, you know, because a devotee will never go to hell in the first place, you know. How Krishna will allow him to go there? Hmm? So the devotee is saying he's even prepared to go to such a bad place. He doesn't care as long as he can remember the Lord, no? Correct? Yes, what, Prabhupada. What is that verse? Hmm? 1728. What? 4, 4. Huh? Going to hell. Going to heaven, he doesn't care. What is that? 6, 17. Uh, 6, 17, 28. 6, 17, 28. Yes, yes. So you can see here, the verse is here. This is when Chitraketu was cursed by Mother Parvati. So Lord Shiva spoke this verse. Narayana paraha sarve na kutashchana bibiyati. Swarga pavarga narakeswa api darshina. Because when she cursed him, 
to become a demon, he never get, you know. So then Lord Shiva is saying, devotee is solely engaged in devotional service, the Supreme Personality of God in Narayana. Never fear any condition of life from them, the heavenly planet, liberation, the hellish planet, all the same. For such devotees are interested only in the service of the Lord. They don't care, whatever the Lord sends them. So he was cursed to be a demon. So he didn't care. Okay, no problem. As long as I can serve the Lord. You understand? So yes, that is Prabhupada. the thing of the devotee because the devotees are not interested in material or any kind of desires. You know, sometimes we are, you know, don't get anything, we become morose and we are, our faith in Krishna becomes slackened, you know, all these kind of things. But that's to show the, how the devotees who are 100% surrendered, they don't care. Whatever the Lord wants to do, no problem. And you can see in the lives of the Pandavas, they went through a lot of problems. Never at one time they, their faith in Krishna is shaken. Yes? Hello? Yes, Prabhuji. It mm. even increased more and more. Yes. So that is the understanding. That's how devotees are surrendered. You know, they are... What happened? Uh, Prabhu, can you go on mute, please? Wow, what happened? Yeah, brother. Any other questions? Yeah, bro. One more question is uh, for the grihasthas who work outside and do devotional service in Krishna consciousness. Uh, is it uh, called bhakti yoga or uh, karma yoga, bro? For devotional service by devotees who do things outside their Prabhupada said they are bhakti yoga. Hmm? Okay. So anything that you are, you know, getting purified, yes. Little slowly. Hmm? What to do? You have to work, no? Correct. Yes. That's why a strong sadhana is recommended, you know. Hmm? Understand? Hmm? Yes, sir. You have to go out, you have to earn money. <clears throat> so by that, before you go, you practice a strong sadhana. Then, you know, you, you get, uh, you know, what we say, protected, no? And not this verse. Not here, I'll show you another place. I think it is. Maybe here. Not here. 
Okay, you can read here. Yes. The word. Can I continue? Yeah. Okay. yeah. The words Yavana refer to the king of the Yavanas. The Sanskrit words Yavana and Lecha apply to those who do not follow the Vedic principles. According to the Vedic principles, one should rise early in the morning, take bath, chant Hare Krishna, offer Mangalarati to the deities, study Vedic literature, take prasada, and engage in dressing and decorating the deities. One must also collect money for the temple expenditures, or if one is a householder, he must go to the go to work in accordance with the prescribed duties of a Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, and Sudra. In this way, one should live a life of spiritual understanding. And this is the Vedic way of civilization. One who does not follow all these rules and regulations is called a Yavana or Mlecha. One should not mistakenly think that these words refer to certain classes of men in other countries. There is no question of limitation according to nationalism. Whether one lives in India or outside of India, he is called a Yavana or Mlecha if he does not follow the Vedic principles. One who does not actually follow the hygienic principles prescribed in the Vedic rules and regulations will be subjected to many contagious diseases. Because the students in this Krishna consciousness movement are advised to follow the Vedic principles, they naturally become hygienic. Yes. So you must do the morning program and then you go and do your work. Hmm? Yes. Yes, Prabhu. Clear? Yep. Yes, Prabhu. Clear. But if you don't do this morning program, then you will get into trouble. Hmm? Yes, Prabhu. Yes? Any other questions? There is one question. Hare Krishna, Prabhu. It is mentioned in... Uh, Bhagavatam 3.3.15 If there is no trace of passion and ignorance in spiritual world, then how we fall down here, fall down there and came here in this material world? Because to fall down from there, mode of passion or, or ignorance is required. Well, you know, as Prabhupada explained, it is your free will. The moment you desire not to serve Krishna for some reason, then you come here. Yes, it's the desire in the heart. You're given this independence. So when you want to misuse your independence, then this is what happens. Yes? Yes, true. Hmm. Even now in devotional service, you know so many things. Sometimes you don't want to do what? Correct? Yes or not? Yes, Prabhu. Huh? Is it not? No, you know you should do this to serve Krishna, but you don't want to do it. Why? Free choice, correct? Yes, Prabhu. Hmm. So what to speak over the spiritual world? Here now also there's so many things. As a devotee, you have to fulfill this principle, correct? Yes or not? Yes, Prabhu. Hmm. So, anything else? What is 64 angles or DS? 
What is this 64 on this? Regarding animity, sometimes while preaching, non devotees who desire material pleasure, although inside we feel compassion for them, we instantly get against feeling towards them. This is called as enmity for the time period, in particular non devotee. Of course, devotees uh, sometimes they feel angry, just like Anuman, he felt angry against Ravana, no? who took away Sita. So, enmity should be engaged on the non devotees. Yeah? There's a verse also. Kama, Krishna, Arpanam, you're right. Who knows this verse? Hmm? All our pundits. Kama, Krishna, Arpanam. And then anger is used against the devotees. Non devotees, rather. Hmm? So there's a verse like that. So we should engage our enmity on these non devotees, you know. And we should use <clears throat> in trying to get what you call that. CC, uh, we should use our well. Come on, Krishna. Let me go here and see quickly. What is the number? Can you tell me? I didn't find any number, but the words I found. Can you just search and see where we can look for? Huh? Help me out on that. Then I can go to the verse. Four two seven. Yeah, Kama Krishna. Kola Divisistana Prema Paivarta Purnam. This Prema huh? Prema Vaivarta. So this is from the another book, huh? This is where the verse is. So give me a minute.
So it's here. Thirty-one. Says here. Not exactly this verse. Oh. Give me a minute. I get it out more clearly so you can read. So the point is that this karma can be used in Krishna's service and uh, anger should be used against the non-devotees, you know. Hmm? And that way you can employ all these senses properly. The proper understanding of using all this Oh, we don't have it here at all. Okay, never mind. I'll read it to you. I will engage my lust by offering the fruits of my work to Lord Krishna. And I'll engage my greed by becoming greedy to hear the glories of the Lord in the association of saintly devotees. But not attending my worshipful Lord Krishna, I will engage the quality of bewilderment. And I'll engage madness by becoming mad to glorify the transcendental qualities of the Lord. In this way, I will spiritualize the material qualities for the service of the Lord. Hmm? So again here, Bhakta Divise Jane, you know, it says that I will employ my anger against those people who are against the devotees. Yeah? That is the meaning of this verse. I don't know where to get this verse. Maybe somewhere else, you know. So, okay. This is how we should engage our anger. You are written somewhere. Yeah, here, there. Last, I will engage in offering the fruits of my work. Huh? I don't know, you can see this in the chat. Those who got the chat, you can see it's written there. Yes, Seven nine one. Purpose. Anger should be used to punish the demons. Eh? 
who is envious of the devotees. Hmm? So this is the verse from the verse. So you should use your anger in that manner. Hmm? Very clear? Yes, Prabhuji. So, okay. Anything else? Um, Prabhuji, regarding uh, offensive chanting, uh, if for a year we would have been chanting and in between like with fluctuations, sometimes we chant, sometimes we don't. So will it be considered in the chanting or whenever we start inoffensive chanting, that will be our like beginning. So can we count that one year also in our... Um, if, well, you know, the main devotion. thing is to continue chanting. Okay. Chanting yes. is the cure. It's explained, you know, chanting is the cure for all these problems, you know. Okay. You understand? If you want to get purified from uh, offenses, then the only way is to chant more, you know. Okay. I'm going to get the verse out for you. Which is there in the Six Kanto three seven six Nama Aparat Yuktanam. I think it is in six three. Oops. Give me a minute, huh? Just find this word out. So in this verse. You can see that how to overcome your problem with chanting. 324. 63? 24. Perfect. Mm. Oh, yes. Six three So you can see here this verse. Yeah. Even if the even in the beginning one chants Hare Krishna mantra with offenses, one will become free from such offense by chanting again and again. One becomes free from all sinful reaction if he chants day and night, following the recommendation of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So you should just learn how to chant day and night. Hmm? Carry on chanting, do not give up. Hmm? Yes, Prabhupada. Three thirty-one. Yeah, same verse. Even if one chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra offensively, one can avoid offenses by continuously chanting the chanting without deviation. One who become accustomed to this practice will always remain in pure transcendental position, untouched by the sinful reaction. So that. So you just have to learn how to keep chanting and not worry about, you know, just keep on chanting and one day you come out of it, no? Yes? Yes, Prabhuji. 
Mm. Not that you worry, oh, I'm chanting purely today. I'm not chanting purely. And just carry on and pray to Krishna. Because in the Nama Aparaj said, we are chanting, but we are not chanting with, you know, purified consciousness, correct? So just mm -hmm. like a child, you know, he learns how to, before he learns how to walk, he falls down and crawling and trying to stand up and so many things, yes? Yes, Prabhuji. Uh, then one day he's running. So you have to wait for that, correct? Yes. Mm. It's not an overnight process, no? Yes. Yes. Anything else? Uh, Prabhuji, I have recently watched the video uh, of your India tour where in that video, everybody was saying about your chanting. I mean, how you chant waking up at 2.30 a.m. and by the means they have heard so many members also chanting, but they themselves chant as well but they didn't feel that much bliss like when you were chanting. So they mentioned so much about you. So I did. I would like to know about from about it from you. I don't know who's saying these things. <laughs> when <laughs> Prabhuji from I Bangalore, when you went to Bangalore at that time, you stayed oh, yeah. in one house. Yeah, I was chanting, you know. I remember I was chanting. I just chanted, you know, but then... Yashomati Nandana, who is no more here, he was the president of, I think, Ahmedabad Temple. So he remarked to Adri, you know, he said, this Sundar Gopal, you know, he's chanting, he's chanting so nicely, you know. I don't know, I'm just chanting, I still don't think I'm chanting properly. I mean, I don't know. You know? If people find it nice, I, what can I say? Correct? Yes. To because me, you I have think, so many so many years of experience, what advice you can give to us? For the advice I can give is to keep chanting more. As it says in this verse. <laughs> That's all. Follow the verse. Keep chanting and you keep chanting and don't stop. Chant regularly. Hmm? And try not to commit offenses. The 10 offenses is the guideline. Try to think yourself as lower than the store in the street, huh? And, yes, uh, you know, praying to Krishna and by and by, you know, Krishna gives you the strength. And then, yes, everything will grow. Spiritually, you will grow. No, nothing will not grow because it says, no, once you go to Krishna, you cannot end up in frustration. You understand? So, initially, yeah, it may be tough. The spiritual life is poison initially, but nectar in the end, no? Yes. Correct. So yes, you Prabhu. just have to keep trying. You just knew, no? You're not even one year yet, is it? How many years <laughs> you're chanting now? Huh? Come on. You're just, Properly. Just like a baby now, you know? So you have to grow. Mm. Okay. Many, many more years ahead, no? Yes, Prabhupada. So you have to learn how to become steady. That's the first thing. That's now we're at, no? Have to become steady, then taste will develop, then attraction, then the bhava, and then the prema, one thing after the other. You know, try to become fixed up. Huh? First thing first, no, you try to get connected to Krishna by spiritual master. Hmm? Yes, Prabhupada. That is the first step. 
then yes everything will come automatically whether i chant nicely or i don't chant nicely doesn't hold any ground no most thing is you no yes yes so please try keep trying huh of course it's good to have an example somebody must show some example otherwise nobody will get inspired no yes correct yes prabhu so the onus is on the leader the leader has to set more big example no yes so therefore we have to do things which uh, will help everybody understand how to practice krishna consciousness in a more strict manner serious manner just like prabhupad we all were inspired by him no in uh, kumbh mela he woke up so early and he went and took cold shower the body is asking prabhupad you are sick why are you doing this you know he say why don't do nobody will do you know see how prabhupad was thinking at that age you know you know india taking cold shower in allahabad this january it's not some fun though you understand me yes professor so that is how dedicated no acharyas they said by example no so prabhupada's example we all are trying to follow then everything will come by the mercy of guru and krishna yes yes prabhuji thank you so much okay i think i have to stop here then huh for the by the mercy of all of you devotees i am very fortunate to have your kind association